ladies and gentlemen, we've done it. Oh, yes. We've, we've made it. We're this here. This is it. We, we promise this is the final episode of this chapter 18 breakdown. It's been a wild ride going through oh, this man. game and breaking it down little by little. And we're here to top it off and move on to some new topics. So, without further ado, I am joined by my faithful co-host, Chris. Chris, how's it going, dude? Oh, it's going great, man. It's wonderful here at the edge of creation. It's one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But uh, before we uh, move on with the jokes and analysis, let's thank that faithful Mosey gang. Yeah. Uh, the Mosey gang being those who donate monthly or have made donations to keep the Midgar Minute going. Uh, as always, for those listening, we don't expect anything more than your ear. But if you wish to be as generous as the faithful Mosey gang, there are links in the description for you to follow. So without further ado, big thank you to Brianne, Jillian, Kyle, Matthew, Scott, Kevin, AJ, Sam, and Dan, thank you so much, everybody, and I forgot to mention it earlier, but if you do become a member of the Mosey Gang, you get into our private Discord, where the memes have been Sh dank. Shout yeah, shouts out to, to Jillian for... <laughs> the dank meme stash. The, the, the meme stash. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun over that Discord. If anything, if anything, you know, the Discord is enough. Like, you don't even have to listen to us. The Discord's more fun than we are. That's also true. <laughs> <laughs> the Discord's more worth it than we are. Um, but yeah. All right. So uh, without further ado, I believe we left off right before our battle with Sephiroth. <laughs> right, the, uh, right at the sweet spot. I like I like how we kind of ended it right, right at that perfect point. Because um, this, this uh, and I believe I mentioned it earlier in an earlier episode... Uh, that uh, this all this stuff that happens, I was not anticipating. I mean, I didn't anticipate anything after the um, the highway, actually, uh, the highway escape. <laughs> but um, this stuff, especially, like, I mean, I was thinking, all right, we need to have like a an actual, you know, uh, an end boss fight with the uh, with the whispers. Like that all made sense to me. Um, but I was not expecting all this this wonderful CG this. Um, Better, I mean, I don't, I was going to say better than Advent Children. I mean, I guess it it's inherently better, but it, honestly, because we've, we've watched Advent Children semi-recently, and that movie still holds up <laughs> pretty well yeah. compared to like, I mean, this stuff is just like, you know, the next, the next level, but you know, it's definitely, uh, we're in pretty town for sure. Yeah, well, dude, I got, I got to agree with you. It shows you how far at least video game aesthetics have come that, yeah, you know, as much as Advent Children does hold up, at least animation wise, the CG graphics and, like, the little cutscenes we get during this fight are amazing. Like, yeah. they are superior to the Advent Children visuals. Like, it's... The choreography's yeah. better. The the rendering is better. The shading is better. Like, it's all there. The textures, um, at the very least on the characters, it's, it's really a joy to watch. And, like, at least watching these ending cutscenes, they really don't get old. Because the game looked pretty the whole way through. Yeah. But, man, did they really polish how yeah. everything looks and here at the end it's funny because i feel like they made everything else like really high fidelity because most of the game is in game you know cutscenes and all everything else is just in game and this and there's only maybe like f three four five points in the game where it's like full cg mm -hmm. um and i feel like every time that they make it full cg it's been worth it Dude, and it this, blows my mind. Every and time I think do it. this this scene in particular is probably the best example of it, other than the um, 
the ancients, uh, the the tour that you go on in the Shinra Tower. Like mm-hmm. that's that is the only other time where I'm like, man, this is, ooh, this is like they made the best better choice here. Um, but yeah, this whole man. Because I was rewatching fight. So <laughs> let's talk about the fight itself. This is yes, I love it. I love it when a game gives you a final boss that just pushes you to the extent of oh, all yes. the different gameplay. You're absolute like, hey, you've been playing this game for you know however many hours. Let's see how much you've learned in that time, and how well you can adapt to different situations. Because um, Sephiroth, man, he goes through a lot of different little... I mean, obviously he has different, like, stages and stuff, but he kind of is a jack-of-all-trades and a, and a badass at all of them, <laughs> you know, kind of thing, where he's throwing literally everything at you. Um, and, I mean, honestly, at the very beginning of this fight, I was like, man, it's going to be a little rough, you know? If it's just going to be little old Cloud versus Sephiroth, even as, as iconic as that is, I'm like, man, this is going to be a tough fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. then, uh, <laughs> and then we get, I don't, okay, now, who did you get? So in... I got, my team, the team that summoned for me was Cloud, Tifa, Barrett. I got the OGs. I got Aerith and Tifa. That's, at least matchup-wise, I wish that's what I got for some And role. I'm I'm so happy that I did because, I, I have you seen the lines that they say when they come in? Yes, but I don't have them committed to memory. Okay, all right. Well, I I have Aerith's committed to memory because it's it's so good. Um, so yeah, so you, you get you're entering into the second phase of the fight, you know, and Sephiroth's about to you know do some attack on you, and then whoever whoever ends up being uh, stops the attack. And in Aerith's case, Aerith's case, when she's the first one to come in, because it's different, because it's like if if it's Aerith like first or second, it's a different line depending on which that is. That's so crazy. It's yeah, that's such a, a really I want to know how they calculated like how that was going to happen. Um but Aerith, if you get her first, you know, she says, "Oh, do you miss me?" and Cloud goes, "Ah, eh, not really." And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally he says, "Ah, eh, not I I" or he says something like that. Um and then he uh he goes, "Oh, yeah, it's just, it Sephiroth's really tough." And Aerith goes, "Yeah, so what? Screw him." <laughs> and literally, and I'm just like, oh, okay, you guys are just, all right. <laughs> I love that Aerith is just like, ah, fuck them. Who cares? She's in control, baby. She ain't scared. She's like, she's like in her full element now. And I, I appreciate it. So like, this is what I came here for. This is I was like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is, you know, this is the, the WrestleMania sign that she's been pointing to <laughs> this entire game. <laughs> and she's finally here. Um, but yeah, I, I, man, I love that. Just like those little, again, we've mentioned it so many times, those little, little character moments that really don't mean much in the overall scheme of things. But speaking of which, moment, I'm just like, mm, it's like a nice little, it's a nice little like cherry, you know, a little cherry on top. I was going to say, speaking of which, is it me or is it completely obvious that Sephiroth really is just sizing you up in this fight? Cause oh, I, a thousand percent. Because like, I watched these cutscenes back and uh, the cutscenes I was watching, the person actually got the same team as you. They got Aerith Tifa. And mm-hmm. before Tifa shows up, he, Sephiroth has Aerith and Cloud pinned on the floor and he just yeah. holds the sword to Cloud's neck and smiles at him. And it's like, yeah, if Sephiroth wanted to kill you, he, he's got you fucked there- three ways to Sunday. And he doesn't. He's he's sizing you up. 
there is no point in this fight where I feel like Sephiroth is actually straining himself. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's, you know, it, and that's what you want to do, you know, when you're creating a, a rival villain for our protagonist or our party or whatever, right? Their first encounter should be like this, where the rival yeah. is so far above and beyond of what you're capable of right now. And I love games that kind of set that. I mean, this one took, obviously, the entire game to kind of show that to you. But I love when they actually do that because it, it, it creates a visual representation of how far... You know, not that Cloud was slouching either. Like, he was keeping up with him. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things, like, I, I don't know, at least for me, I feel like whenever I look at Sephiroth, I literally see him as, like, this, like, super god being. Of, like, he could just do whatever the hell he wants, and, you know, he's got this crazy sword that can cut through anything, and, you know what well, I mean? It's now like, that he's absorbed fate, he's very much that. Yeah, he literally, like, like, you literally pretty much are fighting God in this I mean, that's something instance. else that's kind of implied in this fight, is that Sephiroth is in complete control of the Whispers. He yeah. summons them, We are in his domain. Him. Yeah. You know, he has, he has every possible edge that he could have. And he still gets his ass kicked by yeah. the power of friendship. As always, the biggest, the greatest weapon in any RPG ever is the power of friendship. <laughs> and if you've played enough JRPGs, you know. That you know that by now. You know that is the case. Um, um, there's something else he says to you in this fight that I love. When he just, he goes, don't underestimate fate, Cloud. Almost, mm. as, almost as if to say, like, you didn't kill fate, you just changed it. Like... No matter what, <laughs> fate is always present. Yeah, it's you know? always going to be there, no matter what. Because it, it's, I, you can't really destroy. Like, you know, all things aside, you can't really destroy fate. It's always going to be there in some way. I think. Yeah, and whereas Palpatine says, "I am the Senate," Sephiroth is basically saying, "I am the fate." I am the fate. I am. I am, your I am all the fate <laughs> from all the years. I am. I am the fate. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of uh, Sephiroth lines during this fight, I've noticed that he says a lot of like weird, like horny shit <laughs> throughout. The like, do you dream of me? And like weird, weird little like I feel like he always, always See, like uh, feel. Uh, can you know, I tell like, you why I actually love die that? for what? me or feel pain for me or some some shit embrace like that. me things like that? Yeah. To me, like, that's, like, Genova talking. Yeah. Like, trying to seduce Cloud into submission. Genova goes to horny jail. <laughs> Pretty... <laughs> Bunk. Um, yeah, I just... It, I always... I, like... I love how it, this... This fight, really, to me, is just, like... This is the... The climax of the Final Fantasy VII celebration that this game has been so far. Because... You know, obviously, in the original game, you did not fight Sephiroth in this weird parallel dimension, you know, at this point in the game. So I feel like, I mean, everything from, like, you know, even the very beginning, where, you know, Sephiroth is coming down from on high with one-winged angel playing. And, you know, it's just like this whole, like, this, you know, I, I kind of alluded to it last time, but I feel like this was kind of a moment where I was just like, oh my god. Like, there was just so, like, so much stuff happening inside of my head, inside of my heart at the at this moment and during this, throughout this entire fight, really. Because they keep amping it up. Like, because yep. I was like, I wasn't expecting this fight. I wasn't expecting for my teammates to come in and help me during the fight. And then, uh, yeah, all this stuff. And then you even see, 
you know, later on in this fight, Sephiroth starts calling Meteor down. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, why, why are we getting this preview of like <laughs> what the final boss should be of the entire, uh, the entire, uh, series, I guess. Cause it's no longer final fantasy seven is no longer just a game. <laughs> Seemingly guess. not. Yeah. It is a, it is a franchise now. Um, I guess it, I guess it has been ever since like Advent Children, technically, right? Ever since the yeah. other compilation stuff came out. But yeah, I don't know. This this entire fight to me was just like a huge like, you know, fan servicey. Just like, hey, you guys, you've been loving it so far. Here it comes you know this is a champagne bottle in your face of like, oh, here you go. Just every just a nice little crescendo on top of everything else. Um. And I loved everything about it. Um, and it was, honestly, it was the one of the most fun fights in the game for me. Aside from uh, Rufus was, like, the probably the second closest to me. But this was, I didn't have a lot of trouble with Sephiroth. As, not as much as I thought I was going to have anyway. Um, and, yeah, it was just a super fun, you know. And I think One Winged Angel, again, did a lot of the work of keeping me amped up through that entire fight. Um... Yeah, I just I uh, every everything every single aspect of this fight I I love, and it's probably one of the is like such a like poignant like end notice for me, of like whenever I think about this game I will think about this fight for the rest of my life probably, you know. Me too, and I we're we're good to go to the edge of creation, right? Did you have anything you want to touch on before we get um, to that point? I I I, I mean again just to, uh, like kind of kind of reiterate almost. Of like that, you know, this is like a nice little crescendo. I like at the very end where, you know, Aerith is like, yeah, we could do it together. You know, again, very much power of friendship. Uh, you know, I like the little, you know, the swipe that it goes. Everyone gets their hero shot. And, uh, you know, everyone's like, you know, supporting Cloud as he runs up. And then, yeah, we get uh, <laughs> we get sent to. Well, uh, I guess the, the one thing I want to mention is as you slice through Sephiroth, you know, he smiles, being the jackass he is. Yeah. And then you see, like, after you slice through him, he's just a bunch of uh, Arbiters Wish. of Fate. Like, he's just a bunch yeah. of plot ghosts, and they sort of swirl. Yes. As if to say, like, this this yeah, Sephiroth the, we the fought Saint here, the Sephiroth we fought here wasn't even really him. No. No, you and know? I think we're about to actually meet the real one when we go to... Uh, the edge of creation, or at least, because I feel like because we've we've kind of been going back and forth about, you know, how which Sephiroth is actually Sephiroth, and I feel like throughout this entire game, it's always just been an echo yes. of Sephiroth from you know whatever or Puppet Genova's, Sephiroth, Puppet yeah, Sephiroth. Genova's yeah. version of him, right? And this, and going back, you know, and ever since you know we uh, did that Pez video where he was talking about how, you know in the original or in the Japanese uh, version of the game, he's the way that he, this Sephiroth is talking is different from how the other Sephiroths talk throughout. The yeah. Entire he's game. using different pronouns, which, and honestly, I feel like it does come across in, in the English dub. Um, well, his it, tone and demeanor overall just changes, you know, when, it's, when we're here, it's literally kind of like what happens at the end of the highway with Aerith. Where, like, she just kind of switches and be- seems like she becomes this different person. Or at least someone who has more more knowledge than they're letting on, right? Yeah, lifting the veil. A lifting of the veil. Right, yeah. Really? So yeah. I think this is more of, like, you know, true 
Sephiroth. It may not be him in the flesh necessarily, but I feel like if, you know, he is, you know, this is his purest essence, I guess. You know yes. what I mean? Like this yeah. is this is like him not being necessarily filtered through Genova. You know, this obviously would be him, I guess, filtered through the live stream. But, you know, it doesn't ha- it seems like he is not, you know, this is him expressing his own thoughts and desires and not necessarily Genova's kind of just like, ah, I want to fuck everything up. Kind of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to be a cackling asshole. Um kind of stuff so I, I i really appreciate that kind of subtlety you know that you can even you know you can even kind of tell that and it's something that i didn't really necessarily pick up on right away but once i did take notice of it i'm like oh you can totally get that just by the way he's talking of like there's something different and i think that's what threw me for a loop initially when i first saw the scene where i'm just like what like we went through all this stuff and then now he's saying you know but it's the thing is, it's well, like, I think what's interesting is like as Cloud lands on the edge of creation, he starts to have one of those like flashback moments, mm-hmm. and Sephiroth is actually what halts it when Sephiroth grabs his yeah, wrist. Yeah. yeah, that headache stops, and then he says, "Now, no. careful now," almost no. as if like, "Hey, don't summon those thoughts here, because that which lies ahead does not yet exist." Almost like as if to say, like, this is a sensitive plane. Yeah, you know? it's like you gotta think because I'm I'm assuming that it's like if you. I mean, it, I, it might, hopefully it's not this stupid in, in reality, but I'm like, I'm wondering if it's maybe like, if you think about it too hard, it'll come into reality kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. It's, or it's like, you know, you think about it, if you will it too much, it might come into existence kind of a thing. Something because like that. This, this entire sequence really to me is like, we're hitting the reset button. The reset and, button during a during a fourth wall break. Like, let's be real. We're at the yes. edge of creation. That which lies ahead does not yet exist. AKA, so the next game hasn't been made <laughs> it's yet. It's like cloud. literally like Sephiroth <laughs> being like, hey, don't think about that shit. It's not canon yet, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's literally your head cannon, Cloud. Don't think about it yet. Although now he make he can make his head cannon real. And that's what I that's what I interpreted that, you know, I obviously jumping ahead a little bit, which we will I want to talk about this scene more in depth. But my general interpretation of the scene was like, oh, well, we're giving Cloud the keys to basically reset time up until a certain point, I guess. Or may- who knows? We don't know the implications of how much or how much has fully changed in this new reality or whatever. But like I said, I don't want I don't want to go too far ahead. I mean, there's definitely some other things to talk about uh, with this scene in particular. Um. I mean, again, they 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 throw another OG FF7 reference in there with the you know flashing back and forth between Cloud and Sephiroth. You yeah, know, that got me so hyped, by the way. Yeah, and the the music's too. It's like again, like this game just consistently just hits all these points where you're just like, God, God damn it, dude! <laughs> like this game spoiled the hell out of us. Not and not like a you know spoiler kind of way. I but know like, what you mean. Like we're children eating candy. Yeah, yes. it's like they literally, they've been feeding us like Ferro Rocher's this entire fucking time. You know, <laughs> when most games are feeding us, you know, Hershey's, which are fine. Hershey bars are fine. <laughs> but Ferro Rocher's, I mean, goddamn, you know, <laughs> the rich creaminess of something like a, a, a story that is being told in a way that, it, you know, in a very uh, careful kind of, you know, 
it's being crafted masterfully before you kind of, you know, it's like, you could just tell, you could just tell. And it's, you know, we've, I think we've echoed it through that, this entire, every single chapter breakdown that we've done more or less, I think, uh, Mm -hmm. where it's like you, they had never stopped giving a fuck (laughs) at any point in this game. And, uh, you know, which kind of, you know, I think flies in the face of what some people think of like, oh, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna turn it into whatever, you know, or they're gonna, oh, they're gonna make it into this, you know, crazy new dumb shit, and it's like, no, I think this game, everything even up until this point is a prime example of like, I mean, if they were gonna do that, I guess they maybe are, are they, you know, <laughs> doing the craziest, um, uh, subversion of all time, but I don't. I don't think they'd be doing that. I don't think they put so much effort into this game and then just like fart out the the other parts and be like, eh, whatever. I don't know. There's gonna be like twelve different versions of Zach out there. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I don't see that coming at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's no at no point. You know, and I think you know we've touched upon it before. Like it's scary. Like all this new stuff is scary because you're like, oh no. The thing I like is changing and being interpreted differently. Um, but. <sighs> well, speaking I, of which, and speaking of changing, what do you think Sephiroth's sort of cryptic dialogue before that sort of fight sequence begins alludes to? Because it seems like he's shining a little bit of light on his motive, but his hmm. words are vague enough that we can't get a concrete yes, um, I, idea I just of very much. After. I feel like that is the most deliberatist. If, if there's anything in this game that has been deliberate, <laughs> as if we said every other part of this game has pretty much been super deliberate, his super vagueness, I feel like, is the most deliberate. And it's the most frustrating part, honestly. Um, everything about <laughs> this whole sequence and everything that comes after it is just like, they give you just the most basest uh, level of information of like, oh, well, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my my interpretation of it. And now you're talking about what he says after they have their little fight, right? No, 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 no. I'm going back to when he says our world would become a part of it one day, but I will not end. The, this whole little section, like nor will oh, I. Oh yes, end, yes, yes. Where yes. It's, it almost sounds like he's like he wants to work with Cloud. Now this yes. can obviously be a manipulation. I I sorts. thought. I thought that was very interesting, and it, I I don't see it as like a you know, uh, you know, uh, you and me together we're gonna kill Genova like you know a Darth Vader type situation. I don't think it's like that necessarily. Um, I it kind of makes me almost seem like it eh, maybe a little bit like there's a bigger maybe there's another threat out there that we don't know about yet that Sephiroth is talking about that is like oh I don't want I don't. You know, whatever. Ha- I don't give a fuck about the planet, but you so, know, you're cool. I have, I have <laughs> I two. Keep you around. I have two takes on this. I'll go with the more perhaps likely one, and then we'll put on my tinfoil hat. So let's start with the most likely one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very possible that this is also part of Genova's manipulation. She knows mm. there's beneath the fear of Sephiroth, there yeah. is the child cloud who admires Sephiroth and wants to be him. Like, yeah. there's still that in there. So 
and let's be honest, we all think Sephiroth's a cool character. Yeah. Wasn't there some part of you when he was like, lend me your strength, join me, where you're like, whoa, where can that go? Yeah, what oh, kind dude, of, dude. What kind of road to, is that trying to take that us That, to me, I love when, when they kind of, like, toy with the idea of, like, oh, will the, will the hero... Actually, and be the like, villain. yeah, you know what? Fuck all this shit. Let me join. Let me join you. So see I what think this is all about. I do think that's again because like, what does Genova want? She wants to control Cloud like a vessel, much like she does Sephiroth and Marco and all the other clones, and you know. Yeah. So this very well could just be an extension of that. This could just be part of the manipulation. Sephiroth is a weakness for Cloud because he both admires and is terrified of him, and that's you know that leaves somebody in an emotional state. Um, yeah. My and little Sephiroth my, is definitely in an emotional state for yeah. a good chunk of his life. So my uh, my tinfoil hat theory here, because this okay. is obviously a very fourth wall breaking moment in yes. some ways, even if it's tongue in cheek, um, where it's like maybe he's trying to keep the franchise from ending. Like maybe uh, that's that is, the main goal. That here. is the most meta shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, that's why he doesn't want Cloud to go anywhere. <laughs> nor will I have you end. Our intellectual property, Cloud. We must protect <laughs> it. <laughs> they put us in too many gacha games. We can't, <laughs> we can't, let, we can't let them dilute our trademark anymore. <laughs> the kids today don't even know who we are. It's true. We used it's to be true. on top of the world, Cloud. And now we're, you know... We're delegated to maybe showing up in a Kingdom Hearts game. Well, look, 7 Remake uh, didn't sell as much as 7 OG. So maybe Sephiroth's onto something here. <laughs> people people don't play Dissidia in the West. Come on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we need to... Uh, yeah, that is super fun. Like, I, I, I think that's an interesting take on it, honestly. Because um, it does kind of seem like it, where he's like, something... He wants, obviously Sephiroth wants to be, you know, remembered throughout history, right? He wants to leave his mark on the world. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, he wants to destroy the world, but also be remembered by the world at the same time. I don't know how that's possible. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's um, it's definitely a really interesting uh, theory. I don't. It, it's something worth pondering. Again, that's the tinfoil hat theory. I don't think there's much behind it. It would yeah. just be kind of interesting if they kind of went that route. Um, yeah, because like it's just the, the way. Because I, now I keep like just like rewinding this scene over and over again, you know, and him being like, "Let us defy destiny together." Like, what is that? <laughs> like, defy? Wait, defy the destiny that we already defied, or are we defying it again? Well, here's the thing. It's like, I try to think of OG, right? Mm -hmm. In that Cloud and Sephiroth, neither one of them got what they wanted, right? right. Cloud didn't want Aerith dead. Sephiroth wanted uh. to be successful <laughs> and have Genova win. Excuse me, by the way. Yeah. Excuse me. Sephiroth just makes me gassy. Um, <laughs> so it's like, they, it's like the original left, even though us, the player, left the original... Very happy, very content. Our characters were a little bit disappointed. They didn't get everything they wanted. So it almost seems like both sides are both willing to gamble, losing more to potentially keep more in the mm. end. Um, mm. So going back to Sephiroth sizing us up, it becomes even more obvious when in the middle of the fight, which, as you brought up, there's no straining from Sephiroth. He's not sweating. He's taking this easy, where he just goes... Not yet. 
And then proceed. And then he proceeds to <laughs> knock the sword out of Cloud's hand yeah. so easy, like he could have done so it the whole time. Yeah, it's just like one of those things. I mean, and I just I love, you know, this little the little fight sequence that they have together is so was I think really well done. But again, so. yeah, it kind of shows that like Cloud's doing all this crazy, flippy dippy, you know, instant transmission stuff where Sephiroth is kind of really just standing there. And not doing anything, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of, like, deflecting everything that Cloud's uh, throwing at him. But, yeah, no, it's just very much, like... I mean, he even, like, you know, when, when Cloud refuses his um, his offer, he's he even smiles. has, like... He has, like, that look of, like, oh, all right. It's like, you know, like, oh, I kind of expected that, but, you know, well, it was worth a shot, I guess. He was planting um, the seed for later. Yeah, it's, again, this is... this. This version of Sephiroth definitely, much like that version of Aerith that we saw before, has I think he has more uh, information that we than we are keyed into. At oh, this without point. question. Like this is, I mean, uh, I, you know, I we made the God reference earlier, but I think that literally, <laughs> like this is, you know, this could be. You know, potentially, you know, who knows? Maybe the edge of uh, creation might be another. We might come back here at some point. Who knows? I think we will. I honestly think think that's where the final boss fight's going to happen. I really do, and it'll be a one on one. Yeah, like I feel like this is maybe this is just like a place that exists out of obviously out of time and out of space because you know we're after... already we. It's like we were already in a singularity. And then right. we opened a singularity of the singularity. <laughs> yeah, we're like we're literally existing in a place where nothing else exists between uh, except for Cloud and Sephiroth in this moment in time right now. Yeah, it's like it's the edge of creation, right? It's like everything's ambiguous. Nothing's really taken shape here. Things are still kind of coming together. Right. Yeah, and I feel like at least my initial like thoughts on it was like, okay. When, you know, when you're at the end of the fight with him and, you know, you do, then there's the big, you know, white explosion or whatever. And then you get sent over to this place. I was always thinking like, oh, so every, so technically everyone else is dead right now, (laughs) you know, because we're living, we're existing in this universe. And then, you know, with him being like, you know, the, the, the now infamous, uh, you know, seven seconds till the end. Yes. Time enough for you, perhaps that, that always made me believe that. The, Sephiroth is giving Cloud the, like I said, the keys to rewinding time and making things. But it doesn't. The only reason that that theory doesn't jive is because he doesn't mention anything about it. But again, this is like literally like we're at the last like ten minutes of the game, <laughs> and they're they're like, eh, that's probably stuff we're gonna save for the next one. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where like you don't really know because when we cut back to these guys, they're standing outside of Midgar, just like kind of hanging out, you know. And no one's really mentioning except for, I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, did you beat him?" Or like, I, Barrett says, "I like, thought you beat him. <laughs> I thought you beat him." Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so like they're obviously aware of what happened during that fight. It's obviously minus the edge of creation stuff. So it's just like... Uh. So, but what do you think, if we could touch on it quickly, if you were to guess, what mm. does the seven seconds till the end mean? I mean, I obviously, I have heard the the theory of, you know, that's how long it takes Sephiroth to stab Aerith in the original uh, mm-hmm. cutscene. Um, I feel like, I mean, my heart wants it to be that because it's, you know, that's like an, such a minute detail that normally, you know, 
you wouldn't think of necessarily, or I mean, who knows? Maybe it could just be like ah seven because Final Fantasy seven, but I don't, I don't know if it's that. Again, I feel like especially at this point, any line that is uttered is gonna carry some kind of weight. Moving on, mm-hmm. or has some sort of importance of some type. So I, I think, I honestly think that it is about the you know the the Aerith getting stabbed scene. I would think so too, because like if we're talking about fate and destiny, that's kind of the crux of this whole thing, right? Yeah, and yeah, and if this Sephiroth is one that is sort of omnipotent and is like kind of knows, you know, if we're if we're if this is existing after quote unquote the original game, you know, he's gonna know that. You know, he's going to know yes. that information. So it's like uh, you know, that's that's where I'm leaning towards at least. Like with all the evidence that I've been shown so far, that's to me seems like that's where it's heading. But again, who knows? It could be, you know, they might be like, oh well, that was just a number we picked because <laughs> you know, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Um, but yeah, no, I think I I still believe in the era theory. Even though, was that was that ever confirmed or denied or? Uh, what the seven seconds thing? Yeah, with like, Aerith. Like if it takes seven seconds for Sephiroth well, to drop. Or... No, no, no. Or like if that was what that is referencing. No, we still don't know exactly what that's okay. referencing. Uh, but okay. think about it. If like a big crux of this is fate, then like, what decides fate other than the decisions we make? So it's like if there's anything, if there's anything this is alluding to, is that we the player or Cloud the character is going to have a choice. And they need to make a choice, and that choice is going to alter fate. Mm. That I, I like if we just take if we strip away the specifics. Yeah, just just uh, taking it at its face value. Yes. Yeah, that's where we're headed. And that to me, to me, that's where I interpreted like, oh, he's handing him the keys to, you know, create this new oh, wait a timeline second. where you know Biggs is alive and. You Wait know, a second. What? I'm getting it. I think I get it. Uh-oh. I think I Uh-oh. get it. Okay. Big brain, big, big brain time. Let's hear okay. it. Okay. Here, here we go. So what would Sephiroth want to change about the OG? Think about it. Sephiroth and Cloud actually want the same thing. Mm. They don't want Aerith to die. Because the reason Sephiroth was able to be stopped was because Aerith was able to cast Holy into the live stream. If she's alive, she can't do that. That could be the that could be the trip, oh. not the trip, the trick of this whole thing. Is like, yeah, Cloud, save her, save her, yeah, you know, save her. fall yeah. in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's why Aerith is saying that. Is like, Cloud, you can't fall in love with me because if you do, you're not going to be able to let me go, and you have yeah. to be ready to let me go. Yeah, and if Sephiroth isn't going to stab me, you're going to have to. <laughs> do can you imagine? Uh, Can dude, you that, imagine? I, that would, if anything, that would make that entire situation twenty times more emotional. That we we have to do it. It has to be our decision because it's the only way. Mm. I think we just stumbled across something here. We we might have. I, I think, honestly, <laughs> if that's where they go with it, I'd actually I'm be pretty happy one, with it. I'm putting that one in the folder <laughs> for later. <laughs> putting it in the filing cabinet. Yeah. And whenever, whenever we get to the end of this thing, I'm gonna dig in through the file cabinet and, and look and see if we were right. But I feel like that's a pretty good idea. 
I think. I think that is a like genuinely solid like that's how they could change it. Like, you know, cuz there's obviously a lot of discussion about is Aerith going to die? Is, you know, does she have to die? It's the crux of you the know? whole thing, man. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's the literal, you know. And and it's it's more interesting because Cloud throughout this game has been getting visions of that moment. Yes. And technically that has not happened yet. And then now the, now Sephiroth is referencing it to Cloud as almost like, I mean, obviously he's being like a cheeky dickhead, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, mm, uh, you remember, you know that thing that hasn't happened yet? I stabbed your girlfriend. Um, <laughs> you know, because this, this, you know, even though Aerith and Sephiroth are seeming to be you know, more ethereal and more kind of all-knowing and omnipotent. Cloud doesn't seem that way. No. <laughs> so, and that might, I don't know if that's because of him repressing things, like how it was in the original, or if there might be other things maybe now <laughs> with, you know, the changing of the timeline, quote, quote unquote, who knows quote, what unquote, happened. question mark. Yeah, um... So we don't know, because that's the thing is that Cloud, and there's no point in the story where I feel like Cloud, aside from those visions that he gets and those little things that he has, there's no indication at all that he knows that something is, like, wrong, you know? Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's not quite on their level yet. Yeah, and it's like, I wonder if everyone has, like, their little limit. Like, we're going to get at some point, and then, you know, it's going to, you know, we'll hear the glass-breaking sound effect and it'll be like, you know, <laughs> memory is unlocked, uh, yeah. you know, or, or something, you know, where it's just going to be like, I wonder if everyone at the end of this is just going to be like, ah, yes. I think a you lot know. of it, this is why I think in the next game, a big uh, part of the tone <laughs> setting. I, God, we've said this like 50 times, but the, <laughs> the scene in Calm is really going to be important in the next yes, game. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I just had a really funny idea. Go for it, please. Um, of, I, I wonder... <laughs> At <laughs> one point, um, it's gonna if there's if there's a multiple timeline thing happening, I would love for them to do like a sort of uh, Avengers Endgame, like they travel to the old Final Fantasy VII and everyone looks like their polygonal selves. That <laughs> I, I'm really not I'm really not like bothered by that in the slightest <laughs> i i mean i could see maybe them not doing that in like an official capacity but i would love for them to have like have them make like a short or something where they go back and they interact with their polygonal cells well i and... love that meme that went around when the game first came out uh, that shows like 3d render cloud holding the polygon cloud's hand oh yeah i love that picture there's so just much. something about that picture man just shows like it makes How me feel old come. and young at the same time it, yeah so and whoever just, made uh, that, if you have, if whoever made that happens to listen to this show, thank you very much. Uh, um, yes. Let's. Uh, do you want to move past Edge of Creation? Move into yes. the Rufus move and Hojo. The, the big, the big stuff. The big, 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 big. Yeah, big stuff. stuff. Forty minutes in, but we haven't even started the big <laughs> yeah. stuff. So. Uh, well, immediately right after this, I love how we just immediately cut right back to Rufus in uh, Shinra headquarters, and a nice little detail. Um, where uh, Heidegger comes up to him and says, uh, Mr. Vice President, and Rufus doesn't even look at him. 
Nope. He doesn't even acknowledge him. And then Sung comes up like a good little puppy and says, Mr. President. And then Rufus goes, that's right. And like lo- looks at Sung. <laughs> still never never looks at Heidegger. Such, such an Reason. alpha move. You got to give credit. Al- <laughs> total alpha. Alpha fucking super Rufus. Super alpha move. Alpha um, Rufus. And like I love that because it's just without very... You gotta love the. I love the tr- the uh, show me, don't tell me, right? Yes. They didn't yes. outright say. Rufus didn't outright say no. Heidegger. I am now you the and, president. <laughs> that exactly, and it wasn't like, oh, it you're the old subtle. guard. Yeah. It's yeah. like the Turks. The Turks just got a major promotion. Yes, yes, and I, I love this scene. You know where they do like that little like kind of dolly shot, showing all the directors. Yes. And then, you know, and then they do like the close up on him doing the fucking the Dio sitting on the fucking throne pose and does a little, you know, and his little fucking Seto Kaiba ass fucking, <laughs> you know, just like Rufus. straight up like, yeah, now he's turning into an anime villain. I love it. Good. Um, yeah, <laughs> good. No, good. That's what we want. We, I want more. I want more of that. Uh, yeah. And then we cut to uh, uh, Hojo's lab. Where uh, we get we get Hojo's best laugh in the entire game. Okay, just just has Perf- to be said. Just has <laughs> to be said. Whoever the voice actor is, what a sick fuck. Yes, and also it should be put on uh, that Twitter. Um, perfectly cut screams because <laughs> I feel like it gets cut off at like the perfect time. Um, and I uh, love how like all the. Uh, like Shinra soldiers are just kind of like walking around business as usual while Hojo's Everyone, just having a time. Yeah, there's like there's two like lab uh, assistants that are running around going, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Oh, oh, oh. and Hojo's cackling to himself, and the other guards are just like, "Whatever, I'm just." Yeah, it's Hojo. I don't, I don't get paid enough for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid enough to deal with these fucking psychopaths. Um, yeah, and then right after that, we get our um, we get our scene. With our uh, with best boy, that, the scene that ha- that uh, started, uh, you know, the the scene heard around the world. Yeah, you maybe. either jumped. There's only two reactions to this scene. You either jumped for joy, or you curled up in the fetal position, like no, 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 um, no. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> That's that was what happened to me uh, when I first saw the scene because my well, okay. I'll try. I'm gonna try and remember my exact emotional roller coaster process through it because my initial thought was, oh, why are they cutting back to this after all this time? Because like I, my initial thought when we first saw Zach was, oh, it's they're they're hey they're showing us Zach because you know, of course you have to, you know, because now because in the original Zach was not really, you know, he was just kind of there, you know. And then he has been retroactively made more important as time has gone on. Um, but yeah, and then I saw, you know, you see that, you know, the the stamp uh, potato chip bag mm-hmm. <laughs> go in front. And you can be like, oh, that's you. And it, I love that you can instantly tell that it's stamp, but you know that it's different. And that's the only thing that I picked up on when I f- first was playing through the game. I'm like, that's stamp because of the hat with the stars on it. But it was different. It didn't look like the other stamp. Because at this point in the game, the last time you've seen stamp was in like chapter what four, when you're going in, when you're trying to infiltrate to go to um, uh, what was it the sector five uh reactor? Yes. yes. That's the last time you're it, stamps not even mentioned after that, which I think is deliberate. 
I feel yeah. like they keep they keep stamp just that far enough away in your brain where you're like, I know what that is, but I don't know what that is at the same time. <laughs> um, but yes, the uh, the infamous line of "Wait, was that all of them?" Um, which I think is the moment where this is this is the moment that made or break uh, made or broke people. Um, cause to, to me, I was just like, oh, like my initial thought was like, oh my God, they're really going to do this. Right. That, that, <laughs> like, that's, that was my thought. I was very much like, like hands on my head, rummaging through my hair. Like, oh, oh, oh whoa, yeah. I, like I was whoa. rubbing, rubbing my temples. Like my eyes are welling up and I'm like, what's going on? I yes. don't understand what's happening. <laughs> And like the music swelling up in the background, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And then they kind of fake you out where the 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 whispers in his timeline explode or whatever the hell happens. Um, there's a release of energy from the Midgar in his wherever he is existing right now. And uh, I thought maybe then they were that was gonna be like, ah, we've 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 fucking we tricked you out twice, uh, but no. Uh, we see that his version of Midgar or whatever, like the whispers that were surrounding it earlier are kind of now evaporating into this golden light. Um, and I wonder if that ever, I never really thought them being like, you know, kind of evaporating into golden light had any sort of significance. I, I don't think, think it, it does. I think it's just a signal of right, yeah, like, like, hey. color, color goes a long way. So it's like the whispers, even when they were helping us, they had a sort of They're very negative gray, energy to them. Gray, black, very kind of oppressive kind of ne- yes. color tone. And then, oh, now we're, you know, they're turning into like these spark. There's literal sparkle sound effects happening. And, you know, <laughs> it's very, uh, very like whimsical and like, oh, yes, the evil is defeated kind of stuff. Well, I think um, what might have happened is there was a tear. There was a tear. There was a singularity moment, right? Because you brought up this up on an earlier podcast. I thought this was a great point that. Zack, in his time, sees those sort of gold sparkles going around Midgar. But then we cut to, like, present moment. So current, you see, yeah, current day Midgar. And you see Marl and everyone, and they see them, too. Now, yes. what I think that's signifying, right? I think that's signifying mm-hmm. is we had a singularity moment. And that's when, that was chapter 18 when Cloud and the gang went into the went into the singularity moment. They froze yes. time. They went into the live stream at a frozen moment in time. Yeah, because both, at both of those points in time, Midgar is shrouded in the whispers. Yes. It has and, like a nice little whisper bubble. So when we destroy fate as we know it, doesn't mean fate's gone. You know, Sephiroth seems to have absorbed it to some capacity. So with... <clears throat> excuse me. So with that singularity moment, when we come back into reality... It's very possible one of the things that changed... And what am I saying very possible? It's very obvious <laughs> that the thing that changed is Zack is alive. So yeah, it's like... It's, it's possible he's alive. I don't know yet. So, yeah, well, we, right, actually, we'll don't, we actually don't know yet, actually. Yeah, we'll have to wait until uh, <laughs> until the next game. But um, I think the reason we see those sparkles both in that past moment and in that present moment is because those two moments in time are, are connected. connected. Yes. Yeah, because the time... I think that very yeah. deliberate to show you that, like, hey, this is happening... Even though it might not be happening at the same time, quote unquote, it's happening at the same place. Yeah, you know? so or it's like it's or to it's, show you like what these, these moments have in common. Yeah, yeah it, like these. I think it's just yeah, their way of saying hey, these events are happening. They they are significant and they are meant to be linked together. 
Exactly. You know? they're, they're the two endpoints of, of the singularity, right? Because yeah. you have the present moment in which it happened, them at the edge of the highway. And then mm. you go back to Zach and it's like, well, here's what was affected. Yeah. You yeah. know? And then, yeah, it's like you could tell, obviously, aside from the fact that, you know, when we first... Uh, when we first see Zach, you know, obviously it's like nighttime in the current day, right? And daytime on his, in his area. But, you know, I, and I think, cause I saw some people being like, you know, oh, it was like, they thought it was happening at the exact same time. And I'm like, there's no way. No, well, obviously that, that would not, obviously would not be happening at the exact same time. I mean, although I guess time is relative, right? Or <laughs> whatever, but, um. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think really, I, I think it's really, it's just as simple as like, hey, this is, you know, because who knows, there might have been other points in history, like, they, they just didn't show us, where a similar thing was happening, and then, you know, whatever, there could have been Midgard different points in time, where the same thing happened, where they was enshrouded by the Whispers, and then they all disappeared into the the golden light or whatever, you know, like that. I think that's just, they just showed us that this specific moment because it's the most important, I think, because <laughs> we are literally, history has literally changed. And I think that is the best, best way that they could possibly convey it without flat out telling us, you know? Yeah. And I think this is, you know, like kind of like we were saying, everything from the edge of creation to the rest, to the end credits of this game, uh, everything is very much, not very, you know, not uh, doted on very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything's just kind of like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. Just accept it. <laughs> just don't think about it. Just accept it. Um, and, you know, and I, you know, my initial reaction was, you know, with Zach being actually alive or quote unquote actually alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was surprised. I was legit surprised. And I did have that little touch of fear inside of me. Where oh, I'm like, absolutely. Oh. That's, that's, and I'm like, because yeah. I'm, because I think, and I feel like everyone had that same thought of like, you can't, you can't do that. Well, because dude, <laughs> yeah. dude, we played this whole game and like there were deviations here and there, but you had that comfort of like, all right, we're walking the same path as that adventure from 20 years ago. And yeah, then man. all of a sudden it was like, no, you're not. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then you know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking of the scene with, uh, with Cloud and Zach from Crisis Core, and how much that ripped me apart. And I'm like, is that, you know, like I'm like, uh, like all these things are going through my head of like, oh, what, live on in your dream. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> what's going on? Are we in a dream? What's going on? Um, ultimately, I mean, I've I've have since come to be like, I fully am in support of whatever craziness comes from this. Um, but let's just real quick before, before we forget, um, just to, let's just round out the rest of, uh, what we see here. Um, yeah, we get, we get, uh, Zach, you know, we go, we go back to sector seven, the slums of uh, sector seven, where we see everyone kind of rebuilding and stuff, which I think was like a nice little, you know, a nice little scene, you know, you, you they're see going to remake di- Midgar. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they, you know, they dug up the seventh heaven sign and you're like, Oh, you know, because the last time we were at sector seven, uh, things were not very happy. Yeah. Things were on fire. <laughs> yeah. Things were, yeah. Things were not looking great and things were actually pretty, uh, pretty bad. So it, to me, this 
shows me like, oh, we're going to come back to Midgar at other points aside from, you know, when we're supposed to or whatever. I think I think we'll be able to come back to the Sector 7 slums at some point and be like, hey, Marl, what's up? You I know? think so, too. Like, we're going to come back and, and, and Marlene's going to be a teenager. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Let's not go that far. Yeah. No, well, no, I think, well, you know, I think... It it opens up the door now for them to like because now we have like people in Midgar that we care about that are still there. Um, Wama, <laughs> Wama, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I I would be curious for them to like maybe not you know, it's not like you know we're gonna come back there like all the time or anything, but I feel like it could warrant another like visit at some point, like because you know Tifa's. You know, she was already thinking about making an uh, or building another bar at some point. And how awesome would it be for her to come back and see like her bar, you know, her actual bar rebuilt and remade? Can I tell you what worries <laughs> Seventh me? Seventh Heaven remake. Can I tell you? Can I tell you what worries me? <laughs> what? How Sector Seven going to get clean water? Oh, because they were the water filtration gang, and now they're just out having their own adventure. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man. They won't be drinking that dirt water. Uh, I was gonna, I was just gonna say Johnny, but he's not. He's he's, no, he's out in the they, world. No, they're gonna get the Johnny and Roche spinoff game where they they ride on the same motorcycle together and have wacky misadventures. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny rides sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would love that. Yeah, um, um, yeah, but yeah, let's uh, yeah, this just this. Let's go to the beautiful CGI scenes. Where everybody looks absolutely well, stunning. Well, well, hold on. We're, we're well, some skip. I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead. We're a skipping. Oh shit! I know what I just skipped. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, our boy, our boy uh, Biggs uh, is alive, which was the second slap, and being like, wait, what? So is that because we defeated fate, or is that because he's been alive eh? the whole time? Mm? <laughs> I don't know. Um, cause the gold sparkles are there, bruh. They are there. Almost as if to imply. Yeah. That it, again, that it's all connected to, by the way, I love how concrete event. we could be about every other chapter in this series, but it's Except this chapter this. where we're just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you know, could be this, it could, could be, be this, yeah. could be that, who knows, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember, um, yes, uh, there was a guy, uh, Cameron, uh, Cameron knows all on our Instagram that had sent a picture of, of, uh, Jesse's, uh, glove and bandage or her bandana her head, yeah, her on, on the desk next to Biggs. And he had pointed out and something that I never really kind of thought about, but Jesse was above where Biggs was. Although now that I'm thinking about it, what do you mean? If she was above where Biggs was. Well, Jesse, Jesse oh, had on the tower, on the tower. Yeah, Je- yeah, Jesse had died further up on the tower. So, well, because now, because he had said like, oh, well, that means that she's alive. But I'm thinking about it now. It's like, well, at a certain point, everything was kind of on the same level. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm wondering if that. I mean, because I, of course, I want Jesse to be alive. Uh, I'm a true Jesse stan for sure, but. I don't. To me, the 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 bandana and the glove are not enough for me, because that's something that someone could have went after the fact and found that, 
You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. That's the only thing. And like, I've tried. I've tried so hard. Like, I've watched this scene so many times, and I'm like, as if as if turning my head to kind of like look inside of the screen would make it any better. <laughs> like, is she? Is there like a tiny little sliver of her at some point on the edge of the screen? And no, not the, as far as I could tell. No. Um, but I would love. I would love to see. I would love to have all the Avalanche people survive. And the only Biggs is the only one that we know for sure. I wouldn't mind because I wouldn't mind because like that doesn't. I know life and death are a big part of the story, and I do. I do hope that there is some death consequence in the future. I would be disappointed if literally every single character survived. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I think you know, you know, and it's funny because in the original game, the death of uh, of Avalanche or you know the three Avalanche members was like a big moment for Barrett, but not so much for the player because they the Avalanche members weren't really anything. <laughs> To us they were around for um, two hours yeah yeah and they literally had like almost no personality well not not personality but they didn't have any like their own like agency or anything whereas this game made them actual characters and kind of filled them in a little bit more um so i think and i knew the reason why they did that was because there we i knew that they were gonna die and i'm like oh they just wanted to make it they want to twist the knife a little bit more yeah but apparently not (laughs) at least in i mean even if because i know we've talked about this before but i i i would love to have them all survive but if biggs is the only one that ends up surviving i'm also okay with that yeah if it's only him um, obviously, you know, cause you know, and he, you know, he can take care of the, the orphanage or whatever, and he can look after sector seven and stuff like that. He could, he could be our, you know, the guy who's taking care of Midgar and he maybe sets up a new avalanche group or something, you know, or sets up his own. Maybe there's going to be a, you know, Biggs is, I don't know, Biggs brigade or some shit, you know, who, who knows? Brigade. That would be pretty cool. Um, I mean, Hey, all the, all the, uh, the orphans uh, look up to him, so maybe he'll have like his like a, uh, you know, the <laughs> big iron blooded orphans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think. Uh. It's again. This was another scene that kind of just threw me for a loop of like, okay, I guess we're just going. We're just doing whatever we want now. <laughs> but not not in a bad way because I know a lot of people looked at this and was like, oh, what the fuck, you know, blah 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 blah. But it's like, no, I think you know. Here's my thing, right? It's like, if you and I, let's say you and I were having an in-depth discussion about anything, right? Would it be fair to say you were talking nonsense if I interrupted you in the middle of your point? No, I don't think so. Right, so it's like, don't get me wrong, I, and as Aerith clearly pointed out, everyone kind of has the right to be a little bit scared of what's going on here. That's kind of the point here. But to say that they're like throwing away everything the game used to stand for, it's like, hold on. They're they're in the very beginning of making their point. They haven't fleshed their whole... This is the opening shot. This is not... Yeah, it's like like interrupting somebody in a debate when they're still in the introduction. It's like, hold on, they haven't even gotten into it yet. Right, yeah. And I think, I mean, it's... You know, I, like I said, I mean, I, but I, felt I understand it, at the same time. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like the thing, like, you know, we were talking about with just with Zach earlier. It's like, I understand why people would be a little maybe concerned or possibly upset, you know, because I mean, well, and we've also mentioned before, like, I mean, I'm not the kind of person that 
you know, if something like this happens, like, you know, I even brought it up before that the, the, the final scene between cloud and Zach in crisis core, you know what I did after I played this game, I went back and I watched that scene still made me cry like a bitch. So I don't know. (laughs) I'm one of those people that like, it's not like, you know, the fact that he is quote unquote alive now that doesn't ruin what came before. Yeah. If anything, that's, it makes the what's to come more exciting. You know, and that's, I feel like that is the energy that I want to sort of put out there for, you know, whatever's going to come with this. And hopefully, I, I I feel like a lot of people have kind of turned around the corner at, yeah. a, you know, after a certain point and be like, all right, you know, people stopped hating it at as much from what I can tell. And well, uh, in the beginning is always the most like, how do I put it? After a game comes reaction, out, the yeah. negative press is very front loaded. Yes. I mean, you know what you know, I mean? Yeah. You know, like when uh, when Steve was first announced for Minecraft, I was very upset. And then it got to sit. <laughs> or for, for uh, Steve for Smash, rather, I should say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was very. Yeah, Steve was announced for Minecraft, everyone. Um, Surprise! <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then eventually I came. I was like, ah, you know, it makes sense. Um, so I think I'm hoping that eventually everyone at some point is going to have that moment of like, oh, okay, well, it makes sense. Or that, you know, all oh, this, this was worth it at a certain point, you know? Right. Yes. I, but, uh, I agree. Um, I it's think it's exciting I, for what's to come. Yes. And, and uh, like, I know you said that, um, the Zach scene made you cry and tear up. There's something coming up that made me swell up. Marlene. Um, no, no, not for once, not Marlene. Although she's, <laughs> I got a very soft spot. She can. Although you know, I gotta, I gotta say just real quick, the 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 you know the the all the music that's been playing this ever since um, we've come back from the edge of creation, it's been like this sort of like Final Fantasy VII like reprise, like yeah. yeah, like yeah, reprise kind of medley of 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 themes. And it just makes it all that more impactful. So even like when we cut back to Marlene after we see that Biggs is alive, you know, it's a go. By the way, here's a gripe I have with the game. Here's a serious gripe I have. The flowers in this scene with Marlene look beautiful. (laughs) Why couldn't we just attach this render to the previous parts of the game? Look, I'm I'm a dodo. I don't know anything about it. There's only one scene, man. Come on. (laughs) I mean, it's an important scene. That kind of is ruined by the fact that the, the they look like PS2 flowers, flowers look like fucking like f- 240p JPEGs. They're PS2 flowers, <laughs> and it's like you have the render for beautiful flowers right there. I mean, look, that's that's going to be the thing about the PC version. I get, um, yeah, but or hopefully, if we get a updated uh, PS5 version, which apparently is not not a current thing right now, but maybe no, in the future. I think because everyone's kind of working with limited resources right now, you're not going to see a lot of those remasters unless yeah. they were already in development. Um, mm-hmm. But that's going to spiral us into a different direction. So let's yes, let's keep it at this ending scene. Marlene hears Barrett through the water, which like it is, you know, part you know, of is, like, it, is it through the water or through the flowers? You think? I thought it, I thought it was through the flowers. I like, think it's she through waters the, the water and it just, gives them she gives the flowers nutrients or whatever, and then the flowers like well like. I think you know, it's pro- water, and I'll tell you term, why. Like, sing to her or whatever, you know? I think it's but water sure. because, if I'm not mistaken, um, like, in the East, it's, it, at least in old-school mythology or, you know, Eastern religions, it was believed that, like, water had an ability to carry messages. That's why Marlene was able to hear Barrett, and you see that deliberate water drop. And then when does Aerith pick up the transmission that Zack's alive? 
Oh. When it's raining. Yeah, so there's right. that belief that You're water totally can... Right. Exactly, yeah. So oh, that's... Oh. Okay. Yeah. Because right. she didn't right. have a headache, right? She didn't Fuck get the flowers. <laughs> she didn't get the she didn't get the uh, the Genova headache. You know what I'm saying? No, it came no. to her more naturally. Yeah, her and Marlene actually. Yes, Marlene kind of is like, huh? She does like her cute little like head bob of like what, Daddy? Yeah, Daddy. Um, but and then, then yes, and then we cut to beautiful CG land. It's beautiful CG land where it's like, God damn, this is some of the most beautiful animation I've ever seen in my life. And here's the thing. Without going through all of their lines, they basically all get their lines of "We're getting ready for the oh, adventure." Dude. I like again another another little strength is like when you know it. This is like if going back to like I said a few chapters ago, like this feels like the end, literally like the end of a movie where you have the main theme swelling up and Red is like uh, when Red uh, said, "If it's a hunt, you'll need, you'll need a nose like mine." You need a nose like mine. And this is when I smirk. choked up. This is when like, I choked oh, up because yes, I was like, "Yeah, me too, dude." Me I too. was like, "Oh my god, this <laughs> like, not oh, only just happened, but it's happening," people. and it made me realize it's like, look, whatever direction they take this wild ride, I so long as more. these five characters get to interact with each other and grow, I'm exactly. here for it. It That's showed me what was really important to me, and it was like these characters are what's really important to me. And so long as they keep doing right by these characters, I really don't care what's to come. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, yeah, like this this whole scene and like, yeah, when Red said that line, I was just like, oh, it's oh. here, it's here. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, yeah, everyone, uh, you know, gets has their little hero line. And, um, oh, man. Sorry, I'm like I'm like thinking about it now. Just even like looking because I'm looking at like stills of it right now. I'm just like, oh, my eyes are getting a little watery. It looks um, so good, dude. Like I, I feel spoiled. Like I want every cutscene to look like this now. Yeah, and then <laughs> much like back in 1997 when we saw the cutscenes of the original Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, be like, man, one day all video games are gonna look like this. Uh, maybe we'll get to that point again with this. Um. <laughs> There's always, you know, it's funny because I always thought that we were we had reached some sort of plateau, but maybe not. Once once every game looks like this, once every game looks like an E3 tech demo, <laughs> then we will have truly made it. And let me just say this. Let me just say this. Going into like what obviously happens later, it starts raining, and Aerith kind of receives the transmission that Zach's alive. Now, here's the thing. Going back to what we were theorizing before. That what it's going to come down to is like we, the player, either have to kill Aerith or choose to let Aerith die. You would think that Aerith receiving the transmission that Zack's alive would bring about joy or happiness or sunshine. But it didn't. Mm, it was actually kind of a bad omen of like, yeah. hmm, maybe we shouldn't have like, done this. Yeah, and then where like even her saying like, you know, I miss it, the steel sky. Um, when everything was locked into place, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there it's like a literal. You can interpret that literally, but it, I feel like it also could be interpreted as I kind of miss having that safety blanket of oh, destiny. I know where this is going to go, kind of thing. And I think it's a really, it's a kind of a meta quote, honestly. I think because I, think I, so. I feel like it is definitely in reference to the shit that we just saw, um, literally of you know Cloud and and Zach walking back to Midgar. Also, um, <laughs> I just want to point. I just want to point out going to that water transmitting messages detail. Aerith gets the transmission as she's like holding her hand out and like feeling the raindrops. Yeah, 
Yeah, and the, yeah, and then you you know it cuts over to yeah Zach and and Cloud in the in the quote unquote past coming back to Midgar, um, which ah man again the way that they set up this whole scene where like it starts and then Hollow starts playing, and uh, ooh, I'm just thinking about now that that drum fill that happens when they cross paths. Yeah, dude, and like, it's so like, interesting, dude, because it's like, Aerith looks terrified, but Zack looks happy. Almost yeah, as he, if, like, Zack might be alive, but it, maybe he just doesn't have the information that Aerith does. Yeah, or at least not yet, And at that moment in time, you know, because in his, I'm sure in his mind, he's thinking, oh, I'm heading back to Midgar and I can see Aerith again. But who, we don't know what happens between them walking into Midgar and... You know what comes after that? Maybe he, you know, if if like um, the Final Fantasy peasants theory is correct, then maybe he couldn't even go and see Aerith. Maybe he got approached by some other, you know, force or entity or whatever, and being like, "Oh no, no, you are a guardian of the planet now. You have to go live in this cave." <laughs> could be Bugenhagen. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, no, imagine that would be interesting if Zach was with Bugenhagen. That would be that would be pretty cool, and like we get the you know we get a uh, sort of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean esque reveal <laughs> at the end of a game where he he walks down the stairs. <laughs> oh God, that would be that would be pretty nuts. That would be a captain nuts. you'll be needing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, um, but yeah, I man, and then of course the perfect end cap to this is you know we we cut up to the sky. And, you know, we part the clouds and then it says the unknown unknown journey journey will continue Continue. as hollow continues to play. And I'm like, oh, oh, God, we're going places. The most like I don't I was in such like emotional disarray after this game. Yeah, because they just they just bombarded us. And like as fun as this game was from beginning to end, it was really those last like 20 minutes that are really just like fucking next level it's literally like the i game won't picked lie me up by my shoulders and was shaking me like do you fucking believe this i was so dude i was being thrown for such a loop legitimately that when you see zach and cloud in the rain coming forward my first reaction was actually like wait two yeah, they, clouds dude, like, they is there two clouds yeah <laughs> I was like, wait, no. and then, like, that's the thing. It's like, as convoluted or twisted Zach being alive might be, I was actually incredibly, incredibly relieved that there weren't two clouds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, maybe that's why people were thinking, hey, maybe this is going to go down Kingdom Heartsy, and we're going to have a data cloud at some which, point. Which, <laughs> by the way, which, by the way, I'm glad you're here, and you can confirm. I am glad you're here. We're an hour and ten minutes in at the end of the chapter breakdown. Ugh. You watched me live stream Melody of Memory, in which we got story summaries for all the Kingdom Hearts games, and now I don't have to stand alone on this. You can confirm that when it comes to complexity, convolutedness, trippiness, yeah. otherworldliness, 7 As Remake it, has not even scratched the surface. Anyone who says in, we're going down it, a Kingdom Hearts road has <laughs> simply not played a Kingdom Hearts in, game. In, okay. As I will say, as Final Fantasy VII Remake currently stands, it doesn't appear to be anywhere close to anything. I mean, because that cutscene that I had seen when you were playing Melody of Memory... Uh, was that in King? What, what Kingdom Hearts were you in when that's we were talking funny. about Zayn that's Ahort the funny and thing. shit? That was the Kingdom Two. 
That was Kingdom Hearts coded. Wait, are you talking about Datasora when we're talking about coded? No, 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 no. I'm talking about when the the well the first the first one that I saw that made me go holy shit was uh the the lady was talking about Zaynahort or whatever and talking Zaynar, about his yeah. his nobody and his cl- his Kingdom his Hearts clone two. Kingdom and Hearts nobody. Two. Okay, so that was Kingdom Hearts two. And it was already getting to that level. And I was already like, <laughs> Third what game the in fuck the series. are they talking about? So I think, who knows, maybe maybe Remake 2 or whatever it's going to be called, it might go that crazy. But I don't I don't see it. I don't see it, man. I don't see a datascape, a dreamscape, uh, a real world, and then a world <laughs> of mean, fiction. I don't I, see all of that going on. I don't know if you heard me before, but when I said, oh, we're not going to be getting a data cloud. And I'm like, no, no. Wait, but you know something? Chadley could very easily make a data cloud. He could. Maybe, He's got maybe the Ch- data. <laughs> the most the most Kingdom Hearts looking character in this game. It was probably Chadley. <laughs> Definitely. Chadley, I would love man, I would love for Chadley to be like a villain at some point. I know we we mentioned that at some point of like we get to the end of the game and he's like the ultimate mastermind. I think something. we need to do a Chadley episode. Let's do a deep dive on Chadley. You know like, like what Apparently he's an AI, Chadley? right? Apparently, I think I I saw that. I don't. They're not very clear about it. What um, What did you say? That so I don't know this for sure because oh, I I haven't beaten all of Chadley's missions. I've beaten all of them except for the last one where you have to fight every single summon. Um, yeah, um, yeah. We were talking about it on the Discord. I forgot exactly what it was called. If but, I'm uh, not mistaken, I'm gonna be very clear that I do not know. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Chadley reveals to you at the end of that that like he's actually some sort of like AI trying to work towards sentience. You know what? That <laughs> I've I've that's this is the first I'm hearing of this, so I can't confirm it, but that makes a lot of sense. That would uh, that would instantly make Chadley as a character make more sense to me. At least in the terms of how he talks. Yeah, you know? exactly. Cuz he is very sort of um Oh, what is this emotional response? Yeah, when he sees that, Cloud I'm feeling. I'm eliciting an emotional response. <laughs> like oh, that God. is that is literally some shit like Data from Star Trek would say, or you know what I mean, or like some <laughs> like literally sounds like a robot. Um, and I mean, I I would I would also be willing to be like, ah, oh, he's just you know, quirky nerdy kid who doesn't you know understand social cues. Yeah, yeah, he's a cyborg. So maybe we could do a little deep dive <laughs> on Chadley. Yeah, he's technically a cyborg. <laughs> The whole yeah. time. That'd be really funny. If he's like part, you know, he's like a Mako, a uh, Mako power. Oh, Hojo cyborg. created him. Yeah. That's why he's so adamant about taking down yeah, Shinra. Why, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, was he, he's an intern at the R&D division. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. We didn't see an R&D division when we were there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Chadley's a ghost the entire time. <laughs> Chadley is the plot ghost with his with his Chadley with his Oculus VR. I will say I'm a big fan of Chadley in the lab coat. I think it suits him very well. Yeah, I think that I think I like him in that more than in his sailor outfit or whatever the fuck he was wearing. It's like going going to his first baseball game with with his his dad, like with his with his weird uh, handkerchief thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, as stylish as it is, it was so jarring seeing him the first time. Especially when you're in the Sector Seven. Slums, he does look very out of place, and everyone's everyone's literally like dressed in rags. And then you see this dude, this little boy in like a sailor outfit with this colorful Audible. handkerchief. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe we should do an episode on Chadley one day, um, just uh, exploring 
you know, because I feel like they're. I feel like he's more than just a side character. To be to be honest, I've always I got agree. that kind of. I got that feeling from him, you know, throughout this game of like, there's something, something's up with you, child. I don't know what that is yet, but hopefully we'll get answers to that. But um, yeah, I. I think just like in closing, um, yeah, let's I, give I some think, final thoughts. Yeah, I think, uh, man, I, this game uh, went above and beyond in like pretty much every single facet possible, um, and it's something that I will I will keep remarking on it every time that I have the opportunity to of like, it was such a like breath of fresh air to have a game like this come out. Where it's like, they gave a fuck about it. Like, they gave so much of a shit about every tiny, minute detail. A lot of shits were given. And it's a thing that you don't see very often. I feel like we're seeing it a little bit more and more these days. But not not at quite the scale that I would like to see it at. But um, I think think these companies are starting to notice, hey, um, you know, if we actually, if we put people who give a fuck about the thing behind it, it'll actually be good. And it'll, you know, it'll be better than just like, you know, imagine if they literally just did a shot for shot remake and they just had some, whatever, whatever, you know, the final fantasy 15 team work on it or something, you know, and not have none of the original guys on it. I mean, it would have been fine, I guess, you know, but at the same time, it's not, you know, this is a, this is way more exciting. Like I, the 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 yeah. fact that they're they took something that was there and was already good and now they're trying to iterate upon it and and make these changes. Like I, like I said, and I feel like we said this back when we first did our first um ending uh, like spoiler ending uh, episode like way way back in the beginning when the first game came uh, when the game first came out. Um, this could all change. <laughs> At a certain point, and I maybe at some point I'll be like, man, this is the worst thing. I wish I never went on this ride. <laughs> but I don't think that that is uh, ever going to happen. They would have to do. They would have to fuck up pretty bad in order for me to be like, uh, maybe this wasn't. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have <laughs> done this, or you know, you know what I mean. Like, I think every and I've. I feel like I've said every single chapter. This game is so like expertly, masterfully crafted that you know obviously there's some things that they could improve on mechanically right. moving forward. But um, I don't want to say I don't want to be the kind of person to be like, oh, this game's a masterpiece. But it kind of is. It, here's here's where I stand. <laughs> it kind of is. Though. If the world ended today, I would say it's a masterpiece. The truth is. Mm. And maybe it's not fair, but the truth is this game's long-term judgment is going to weigh on its sequels. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, and that's the thing is like, you know. If everything look, shown to us here in game one ends up being, how do I put it? Misused and... Not misused. I'm going for the opposite. Like if everything shown to us and alluded to us, whether on the nose or ambiguously, if it comes into fruition in the later games... I think there's no reason to say this game isn't a masterpiece. Yeah, I would say. And, you know, I... Best combat I ever played. Like, if we're... that's the other thing. Story oh, aside... Best, best combat in a Final Fantasy game, but easily. above and beyond. Any, easily. Any game that I... Any Final Fantasy game that I've played. 15 was, like, close. 
and 15 was bad <laughs> you know and it's like it was it was like good but you know hopefully final fantasy 16 if you know they you know they got the devil may cry combat director in there hopefully if it goes a little bit more in that actiony kind of route i feel like maybe that will be the new um the new lifeblood that final fantasy as a franchise kind of needs yes. to bring more more people in because i know people were people have or at least for a while have been bitching about, you know, oh, it's not turn-based combat anymore, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I feel like people are starting to... I think the reason why a lot of people weren't playing JRPGs as a whole was because of the turn-based um, RP... Or, you know what I mean? It, it was hard to get yeah, newer people yeah. in, right? 100%. So that's what you see people kind of gravitating towards, like, Tales of Asperia and Xenoblade and all these other, you know, more action-oriented kind of RPGs. And I feel like going forward, I mean, I, I'm really curious about how 16 is going to play. And if 16 comes out before 7, uh, Remake 2 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, if they're going to incorporate similar things or if they're going to keep it the same, I don't know. I mean, we've done we've done a couple of episodes about what we want to see, yeah, from from the the next iterations of this. But uh, it's again, we're we're at the we're at this point right now as of recording this. We're you know at the end of November of twenty twenty here, um, you know, so we're kind of like in a dead zone right now where we really don't know too much about what's going to come next. But I could not be more excited, and I'm I feel like I've been rambling on for too long, and I know you want to get your final thoughts in there. <laughs> I um, mean, look, my final thoughts, I'll, I'll just to keep it simple. Um, I love, I love it. Like, I, I just, I don't know what else to say. I know it's pretty obvious at this point, you know, given we've done 32 episodes on this freaking game. Considering but, that we started a podcast about it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, I think what they did best was the combat and the characters. That's like my, that's, that's where they get an A plus for me. Yes. The characters, yes. this is the, Best iteration any of them have ever got, bar none. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. voice acting cast is an improvement over the previous voice acting cast. And the gameplay is... It's the best gameplay, in my opinion, that Square's put out, at least combat-wise, in forever. So, yeah, now I'm if we all could, aboard. If we I, could just get Cloud um, a cape and wrap his sword up in some bandages, then we'll be cooking. Oh, then, then we are cooking. Because uh, no... no uh, that to me, that design, Cloud's design in Kingdom Hearts One, and I don't know if they permeates that design throughout the rest of the games. That is the best Cloud design that has ever existed, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, he permeates it uh, in his other appearances. His Super Edge Lord outfit is uh, well. I think that's the something best kind that he's had. I look. I think that's something we're gonna see actually in future games. Is I actually think we're gonna be able to customize the characters a little bit in terms of what they wear. Oh, that'll be a good way. You know, they do like, um, you know, some like in like the uh, Resident Evil 2 remake, like how you can make them look like Resident Evil or PlayStation 1 versions. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, maybe, That'd be cool, like DLC. Hey, Square, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are, um, <laughs> if you do listen to this one day, uh, you should totally make uh, the original Polygon models uh outfits although it would be really weird to see them with like actual proportions so you'd i don't know how you would get around that you'd either have to make everyone super short or give those polygonal models like actual proportions which might be very strange yeah but But, yeah that's what i'd like to see um one of namura's passions is fashion 
I think that's actually oh, before yes. he before he got into video games, he actually wanted to be a fashion designer. But I don't know the full story. But somebody snatched him up and was like, "Look, you don't need to design clothes he's, for people. Let's get a, a, get in here and design some clothes for characters." He's a natural Tommy Wiseau. That guy. <laughs> Fuck yeah! But look, I'm uh, I'm all good on this. I love the game. I'm happy we did these chapter breakdowns. I'm excited to do something other than these. These were fun to yes. do. It was a good way to get our feet wet with this podcast. Yeah. I'm excited was... to do deep dives on all the other compilation material. I'm excited yes. to maybe start talking about individual characters, um, theories, ideas for the future. There's a lot that we could talk about, but yes, we, there's, we gave there's it a, a lot good of things. Run. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I'll just say we gave it a good run, and uh, I'm happy to move forward. Yeah, yeah, we're this is we've reached the end of an era, I guess you could say. It's that that sounds a lot more grandiose than it, it really is, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're we got a lot of other stuff. We obviously we want to cover all the compilations uh, material that we can. Um, so we will we will be getting into Crisis Core uh, at, at some point in the near future, and you know we want to do. You know, like you said, uh, character breakdowns, you know, and if any other news pops up, obviously we'll be making a, an episode about it. Um, and uh, for those uh, for those of you listening, uh, especially those in the Mosey gang in the Discord, if you guys have any ideas or if you have anything that you want us to talk about, definitely let us know. And, you know, we could very much make that a reality. I know we've got, had some requests from people in the past of, you know, other things kind of like, oh, you know, have a uh, podcast about us. Like talking about how we've met, how we met each other, and how we know each other, and like that kind of stuff, and I think maybe there's a a, a spot for that at some point down the road. But I yeah. think I think we'll probably keep it more towards Final Fantasy related, more seven related. But generally, I think we can. I could see a, a potential future where we kind of kind of break out a little bit more into other Final Fantasies as well. But you know, as it stands right now, we want to at least get our fill on seven and the remake stuff absolutely so um yeah i think um uh Ready aside from fanfare uh i just uh, even just, though we peaked uh, last time <laughs> i think we i don't think we'll ever make it as good as we did last time but uh just yeah just real quick want to say thank thank you everyone uh who has listened to these especially if you listen to these longer ones especially um, for everyone, if you've been listening since the beginning, or if you just started on this episode, or somewhere in between, uh, we appreciate you very much. Thank you, everyone. Mosey Gang, of course. Um, yeah, uh, that that's really it. I don't know. I feel like because we're you know we're reaching like an end of a thing, so I'm like, oh, I gotta. I feel like I gotta make it proper. You know. Yeah, I hear you. It's a it's a quality send off, and uh, let's see if we can get a good fanfare for the folks. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, would, do you want to count us down? I don't. Uh, did Did you count us down last time, or did I do it? And I can't remember. I don't remember either. But y- you can count us down. I got this. And here I'll, we go. I'll try my best here. Three, two, two, one, one. We peaked last time. It's all over. It's all over.